Peace, bakers. It's your girl, Jessica Raquel, a.k.a. Brown Sugar, and you are listening to Brown Sugar Said It, the podcast, where here in the bakery, season two is all about creating Oasis spaces. So let's get it. This episode is part one of a three-part philosophy we're going to be using here in the bakery to create an Oasis space. This philosophy, I'm calling it um, three trees. Basically, we're going to look at three different trees and see how we can best mirror them to assess who we are as people, as individuals, our souls, our minds, bodies, whatever else is included in being and potentially allowing us a safe space to be present. I think in order to evaluate a situation You have to observe what's going on and have to take in consideration what's happening right then. And from there, you can determine, okay, what could happen and the possibilities. But you can't acknowledge possibility without being present. So that's the sort of gist of this uh, philosophy is being present in healthy ways that can help us understand ourselves more, be more aware. That's why we're here in the bakery, right? To cook some stuff up. And if it tastes good, it tastes good. In Japanese culture, the pine tree is known to represent good fortune, wisdom, fertility, longevity, and steadfastness. So what I want to do is combine steadfastness, um, we'll say fertility in a sense, and uh, wisdom. I'm going to combine them and place them all under the umbrella of tenacity. I believe that embodying the pine tree will allow us to embody a firm grip on who we are on what we're capable of, or what we like and dislike of what we will tolerate and what we will not tolerate, as well as a a resilient persistence in living, in weathering the storms. Similar to the pine tree, this thing, y'all, first of all, one of few trees who can, I'm saying who like it's a person. Ah, hell, they are. Who can withstand <laughs> harsh conditions like, like harsh winds below freezing temperatures and still be strong and, and not be uprooted? I want to reflect that as the first part of this philosophy because I think it allows us to lay a foundation. So I'll draw this parallel to my own life. Um, right now, I've been going through a few storms, you know, a few things that are definitely applying pressure to me. But as I as I notice that it's not uprooting me, it's not changing who I am at my core, I'm feeling more empowered. Because it's like finally something that challenges my beliefs, that challenges my mindset, that challenges my drive, my passion, my heart, my morals. That's the only way to know if these things were true to me and they are present within me because I showed gratitude towards the things that put them in a dangerous predicament to be non-existent. You feel me? So I guess that's a point. (laughs) I wasn't even trying to make that a point, but uh, I guess that's a point for embodying the pine tree is you're going to feel 
the snow. You're going to feel the rain. You are going to feel feel the harsh winds of whatever else comes with being this sturdy, doggone tree in the middle of chaos. But the minute these winds, these storms, this snow, whatever else shows you that it does not have the power to uproot you. In that instance, you should immediately react with gratitude because you needed that test, that test of your knowledge, that test of your brilliance and that test of your skills to know if you're equipped or not. And you are equipped. So that first point is within tenacity, understanding that having a a tight grip, a firm grip on who you are. And what you want, what you are capable of, what you tolerate, what you don't tolerate, simply by actively listening to yourself, you'll then have the wisdom that you need to protect your oasis space and to sustain that oasis space for the long run. Another part of that is that steadfastness, that that persistence and resilience needed to weather the storms as the pine tree. This next point is um, not exclusive to the pine tree. I believe you can find it in the other trees I'll be mentioning in upcoming episodes. But it's this idea of if there is enough dirt on the ground for your roots and your trunk, if there's enough air around you to breathe, then you have every right to be on this earth, every reason to be on this earth as well as every bit of space you need to operate, create, innovate, exist within whatever realm you desire and you are passionate about. When you wake up in the morning, what do you speak that brings you peace instantly just by knowing that you can do it or by knowing that it exists? It's something you can study or something you can be a part of, whatever it is. And that thing brings you life. Take that, grip it firmly, and understand that you have the space to now execute it, to now pursue it. I know sometimes we get caught up in, you know, oh, the market is oversaturated, or this is practically ubiquitous. Too many people can do this. It comes naturally to too many other people. Okay, does that negate the fact that it comes naturally to you? Because someone else is passionate about it, does that then negate The fact that you too are passionate about it. No, that's not how it works. Though we all are built up of different energies and we're constantly reacting to each other. Really, that's all life is. It's just a bunch of damn reactions. So yes, we are reacting to each other. But this idea that because someone else is good at this thing, that means I cannot be, is illogical. It's illogical. I'm able to breathe. That does not take any oxygen from you. You're also able to breathe on the same freaking floating rock. If there's enough space for us to breathe the same air, there's enough space creatively for us to have the same ideas and just execute them differently. There's enough space for us to have the same passion, the same objectives. So that's my next point. It's pretty brief, but uh, it holds weight. Living your life does not take from someone else living theirs. My final point is, how do we take the first two facets, reflecting, mirroring the pine tree, and turn them into an assessment for oneself? 
we're going to use four questions to ask ourselves. And this can be something daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, as frequent as you need it to be. All of this really is just to sow the seed. That first question is, what am I holding on to that is meant to fall off? As we grip who we are at our core, we need to let go of the other things that are meant to fall off. Maybe they're an insecurity that you've grown out of. Maybe it's um, a toxic trait that we used to think was cute, but now it, it really isn't anymore. So that first question is, what are we holding on to, trying to grip firmly, that is meant to fall off? Y'all seen pine needles? Some things be dropping off like, <laughs> like flies. <laughs> Drop some of the needles. I promise you do not need all the pine needles that you've been holding on to as a part of who you are, as a part of your identity. When you see these pine needles, you see me. How many of these were meant to fall off, though? How many of these have already died? Dried up, shriveled up? Not even connected to you anymore. They're really holding on to something else. That's not even connected to your core being, your trunk. The second question speaks to the resilience that comes from having that tenacious spirit of the pine tree. And with weathering the storms, what are you grateful for? So pick your most recent storm. Maybe it's one you're going through right now. And find just one thing to be grateful for that is caused by that storm. Question three, this aligns with the idea of, look, if there's room in this soil for my roots to sit, then there's room in this world for me to exist and live and thrive. What's one trait you have presently that makes you the perfect fit for whatever it is that you want to accomplish? And don't dilute it. Say it with your chest. This fourth question is important because you may be giving something focus and attention a little bit more than it deserves, more than it warrants, based off of this positivity scope that you're seeing it through. So the question is simple. When you look at the thing, the relationship, the person, whatever it is, and it is showing you its truth, what do you see? What do you see? And then from that, recalling our wisdom and our ability to say, I want this, I don't want this, I like this, I dislike this, I will tolerate this, I will not tolerate this. Using that same wisdom, now that we've seen what's truly being shown to us, does it still deserve our attention? Does it still deserve our focus? our energy, our stress? Or is it like those pine needles and needs to fall off? I hope this part one gave you something to work with, whatever that looks like. And I hope that you operate the rest of this day with more clarity, with more hope, with a little more control, and a little more faith in that whatever storm this is right now, 
It is just that, a storm, one in passing, one that will not uproot you. If Brown Sugar said it, it must be word. Tune in to the next episode where we'll be revealing yet another tree and this wonderful philosophy that we're going to use to create our oasis spaces. For the remainder of this episode, I would like to lead you in a soft, guided meditation. Place hands palm facing up on both of your knees and repeat after me. As I reflect the pine, I take up space. As the pine, I may feel the storms, but I am not uprooted by them. I take nothing from another by pursuing everything on my heart and mind. I am wise like the pine. I trust myself to see what is being shown to me. Thank you once again for joining us here in the bakery on Brown Sugar Said It as we create Oasis Spaces. Feel free to reach out to brownsugarsaidit at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, brownsugarsaidit, for all of the notes, ideas, and maybe even questions you have.